damn it, how long have we been doing this show? You're listening to The Wrestling Life on iTunes, SoundCloud, and at obpapparel.com. Hey everybody, it's The Wrestling Life. It's episode 199. It is the week of Double or Nothing 2019. I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. Liam, so much to talk about this week. And so many things we can't talk about. First of all, thanks for holding down, holding down the fort last week. Yes, and uh, thanks to Cal, my other podcast co-host, for jumping in for a week. Yep, absolutely no one missed me, so... <laughs> That's I missed a, you. That's not a great sign. Uh, but here we are. And uh, we have the biggest non-WWE show in pro wrestling in North America. And, oh, at least since the last uh, all-in show, or the last show involving uh, the elite guys coming up this weekend. But first, we have some WWE to get to. We have a new Mr. Money in the Bank. We had a new Miss Money in the Bank. Uh, who cashed in, and it appears they're trying to actually make a new star with her. And we had some very interesting Raw and SmackDown shows, which were just packed to the gills with Shane McMahon this week. <laughs> what did you think of Money in the Bank and uh, the swerve at the end with Brock Lesnar? Um, I thought the show itself was one of the most watchable main roster shows in a long time. Maybe mm. because it didn't it didn't drag super long, the exception of maybe the cruiserweight match. Mm-hmm. And it had some, I thought, some really good wrestling on it. And even the matches that maybe didn't have great wrestling told, you know, compelling stories or were interesting enough to keep me, uh, you know, I was very obviously very curious about what they were going to do with the, the Becky matches, even if those matches weren't, you know, necessarily five-star classics. It was still an interesting story they were telling. So, yeah, I, I thought overall it was uh, one of the better WWE main roster shows in a long time. Um, as far as the Brock thing goes, <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess they decided they didn't want to make a new star this year. Yeah, and I guess, you know, Brock's not going to fight anymore. <laughs> so Brock's going to come in at least for, for big shows, it appears. At least these Saudi shows that they're going to do twice a year. Sure. And, uh, and get his big paydays. Yeah, I, I, I just, you could have just done the Brock match without him having the briefcase. Oh, a million percent. Like there's, and it's not even like oh, and if if anyone says it's because they said no more rematch clauses, I'll hit them <laughs> because they've done like ninety three different uh, immediate rematches with people. After they've uh, lost title matches, so the idea that Brock Lesnar couldn't just—he could have shown up on that show as a surprise and just beat up Seth after his match, and uh, that would have been fine. And then you could have theoretically had, you know, Andrade or Ali or whoever win. He could have done that, but uh, yeah, like I said, we just, we we decided not to make any—we decided not to make a new star on the male side this year. <laughs> we got plenty. Oh yeah, we're doing great. Team Beef still running wild. Hey, Baron Corbin was in the main event of Raw again this week. Sure was, and he lost two weeks after he pinned Seth Rollins. Let's let's get to that in a second. I guess let's touch on the other stuff for Money in the Bank if there is anything we're talking about. Seth and AJ had a really good match. It's like the best main roster match in forever. Oh, definitely agree. Um, definitely my favorite match, at least since the Daniel Bryan Brock match. I think I liked this a lot better than that, even. And I was really high on that match, if you remember. So I thought I thought this was uh, that was that was the best AJ Styles match I think I've I've seen on the main roster at least since one of those Cena matches a couple years ago. Yeah, he did the did the one at Royal Rumble, and I think they won at SummerSlam or something. Yeah, that sounds right. 
So that was good. Uh, they had uh, Becky two belts drop one of her belts to Charlotte, who then immediately dropped it to Bailey. And uh, Bailey cut a promo on SmackDown saying that Bailey's moved past hugs. Mm. <laughs> Which I don't know if we had to do that, but if it means they're going to start booking her more seriously, then, you know, cool, I guess. It seems like they're actually trying to make a star of her, considering on consecutive shows, she's pinned Charlotte twice. Yeah, uh, it seems that they have now advanced her main roster character to where she was in NXT uh, right before she got called up to the main roster. (laughs) Which is that you can still have her be a sort of wholesome, you know, kid-friendly character, but she gets to be serious and win a lot of wrestling matches. That's cool, I guess. Yeah, novel concept. People really into the idea of Bailey winning a lot and uh, and succeeding. Yeah, I did not think it was a great uh, week in the ring uh, for the top star in the company, Becky Lynch. Uh, I don't know how much of this is her fault. <laughs> she was in there with Lacey Evans and Charlotte on Sunday. Lacey just. Lacey didn't completely blow it like she did. Yeah, I mean, all things considered, considering the level of experience and everything. It was okay. Yeah. The the finish was real weird, real weird. And I don't know whose fault that was. Lacey's or Becky's or the refs or what. And then the Becky and Charlotte match. We've seen those two tear it down, you know, a half dozen times over the years. Yeah. And they didn't get a lot of time. And it was just really weird anyway. I didn't think that match worked at all. No, it was it was very bizarre, and I think the common factor in a lot of these Becky and Charlotte matches that worked is when they have weapons to use. Ah, and hey, that's not an insult, by the way. It's not, you know. <laughs> yes, they are smoke and mirrors, but that's 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 okay if you use them sparingly, um, or and you don't use them all the time, but. Yeah, I thought that the the second match didn't work as well, and then yeah, it seemed like they really rushed to the finish of that. And but as you mentioned, that it did all lead to the the Bailey cash in and the and that big celebration. She went to the crowd, and everyone went crazy for her. And and then as you mentioned, Becky not having a great weekend. Uh, do you want to talk about uh, the match on Monday? Yeah, so they teamed her with Nikki Cross and Alexa, who wasn't medically cleared to do anything. So she literally just stood there with a cup of coffee. It was Becky and uh, Nikki Cross against Lacey. I forget who else. The I Iconics. Oh, both the both the I Iconics. Right, right, right. So uh, I was I had the show on, but I wasn't like paying super close attention to it. And so you sent me a message, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, are you watching Raw?" <laughs> I'm like, "Well, yeah, kinda." And you're like. Becky is just screaming at the top of her lungs at Billy Kay. So then I'd re I'd rewind it. And sure enough, uh, Becky's getting ready to do her missile drop kick off the top. And Billy Kay, God bless her soul. Who seems like a wonderful person. Lovely. <laughs> was like three quarters of the way across the ring. And Becky is all of five foot three. <laughs> yes. And there's no chance in hell that she was does not be- have the leaping ability of like Shelton Benjamin. no, and another thing is that working both shows all these months uh, it has physically taken its toll on Becky, who is not moving very well right now. <laughs> yes. And she's like yelling at Billy Kay, come closer, come closer, so she could hit her with this drop kick. And Billy Kay can't hear her or isn't paying attention or doesn't know what she's saying. And so she finally stumbles like halfway closer to Becky and she's able to hit the, hit the drop kick. But <laughs> that match, you know, the Iconics... I like the characters. Uh, yeah. I like the I iconic pose. It's kind of funny. Um, I'm not sure that <laughs> this is the best role for them. Yeah. I mean, I think we, we've talked about that before. Uh, yeah. I think the gimmick is funny and they, they can be very entertaining, but maybe they would be uh, better used in like the, you know, the, the heavy machinery type role, the, the comedy background characters or. Sure. Or, you know, the people that show up in the background of wacky sketches. Uh, you know, there's there's obviously a place for that. There's a place for silly comedy in wrestling. It should be there. But uh, maybe those silly comedy characters shouldn't be the women's tag team champions. 
Well, who can say? So Shane McMahon is shooting with a guy on each show. Sure <laughs> is. As you've pointed out, uh, ratings are down. Hunter and Steph have pretty much pulled themselves off of TV. <laughs> Hunter let himself be on the pay-per-view, but he's never on he's right. never on Raw or SmackDown. Exactly. And uh, yes, Shane is like in 30 segments on each show. <laughs> He'll do whatever he wants, Pop. <laughs> Like, so you know, if they advertise Hunter and Steph or Hunter or Steph coming back on TV, they advertise it a week in advance. You know, I don't even know what difference it would make, but there's probably going to be a little bit of a bump in, in the rating. Sure. And, and they can take credit for that. It's like when Hogan used to take himself off TV during, during the NBA playoffs every year. Correct. <laughs> in WCW. But anyway, Shane and Roman are going to wrestle. At Super Showdown in Jeddah, wherever that is. Where where is that? So to look at a globe, find out where that is. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you think of the car for the Saudi show? It's fascinating. <laughs> uh, I mean, I just want to say I told you like the week after WrestleMania that Shane was going to wrestle Roman, and that's why he had to beat Miz. Yes, and that's why he had to beat Miz again. Yes, you did, in fact, say that. He needed some wins because he's wrestling the big dog. Here we are. <laughs> and here we are. So we have, so we have uh, Roman versus Shane on the Saudi show with Drew McIntyre potentially involved. You've got uh, the Demon Balor. How, how, does, how does Saudi Arabians feel about demons? Is that all right? I don't know. I... I honestly thought that when <laughs> I am like, are they going to have to change the name the day of or something? I'm it's possible. I'm not very uh, educated on the, uh, on Islam. Fair enough. Um, we have undertaker and Goldberg, which of course I talked about last week with Cal, but I didn't get a chance to talk with you about, uh, and, uh, presumably Brock and Seth, and then, of course, Kofi's opponent. <laughs> Your boy Dolph came back. Look, hope he transfers to hell. <laughs> um, there was a report, I believe it was from Fightful, said that Kevin Owens does not want to go on this show, presumably because his best friend is Sami Zayn, who was uh, banned from going because he has a charity that helps uh, victims in Syria, uh, which is a conflict that the Saudi Arabian government is directly involved in. And so I, I assume in solidarity with his friend decided he's not going. Daniel Bryan is not going. Obviously he didn't go to the last show either. So Vince McMahon looked around and he decided to pick Dolph Ziggler, who has been like, doing like ambassador stuff for them. Uh, I believe, I think I, uh, somebody said it may have been uh, Dave Meltzer said that he was supposed to be in like Australia doing an appearance or something and got pulled from it. So he could do the show at the last second when they found out Owens was out, but yes, when, when Vince... that son of a bitch <laughs> is back on my television. When Vince found it out, he needed a good solid Republican to take with him to Saudi Arabia. Uh, <laughs> He needed a Jordan Peterson fan. He needed a a guy who has a facts don't care about your feelings Ben Shapiro t-shirt. He needed a guy who okay, I'm going to I'm going to stop myself now, but sure. I do, I just liked Dolph Ziggler and I was not happy to see him back and I hope after the show is over he can crawl back into whatever hole of terrible comedy and bad opinions that he crawled out of that's that's more than fair i stepped out of the room uh and was like doing dishes or something while <laughs> while smackdown was on and missed uh the first Dolph segment and came back in to see him cutting a very dramatic Dolph Ziggler promo that's when i turned the show off <laughs> i see i see did you also miss the Miz Shane match on the pay per view where Miz was supposed to win by pulling Shane's, or Shane was like supposed to slip out of his shirt onto the floor and they screwed it up and so Shane just ended up 
with his shirt off, but then his shirt just fell on top of him. Like, it was, <laughs> yes, I did miss that. I, I went to the cake store during that match. So. <laughs> I, I see. Yeah, it was supposed to be Shane was climbing out. Miz grabbed onto his jersey. Shane was supposed to wiggle out of the jersey, fall to the floor, and Miz was supposed to be left holding the jersey. Shane wiggled out of the jersey, fell to the floor, and the jersey fell with him. <laughs> so Miz was, Miz was left sitting on the top of the cage looking like an idiot, and uh, Shane was shirtless on the floor. Sounds like I missed quite a show. <laughs> sure did. Shane McMahon with a shirt off. <laughs> oh, my. Tell you what. I expected like a roid gut or something, and I didn't see that. Does I get that's what he does, man? He just does bad MMA training and abs. <laughs> he shouldn't be carrying that much muscle around at, at that age. Yeah, I mean, I think you could say that just based on the fact that every time he does anything remotely physical, he turns uh, redder than a smoked ham. Yes, ham man. Yes. <laughs> All right. AEW Double or Nothing is coming up this Saturday. Are you excited for the show? Um, <laughs> I so wanted to say yes. But, but you're not. Um, I'm sure there will be some good wrestling on it. And I'm sure it'll be an enjoyable time. But... I'm not like there's nothing on this show I would say. Like I imagine the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros are going to really tear the house down. Yeah. But outside of that, there isn't really anything else on this show where I'm like, man, I just I got to see that. Like I'm like this I I I think it's I'm sure that Cody and Dustin will tell a good story and I'm sure Kenny and Jericho will be interesting. And I'm sure that, like I said, I'm I'm not saying that I think the card won't be good. I just, you know, it's it's just that certain excitement, and I don't have that. Does that make sense? A thousand percent, yes. I think, you know, I have to be plugged in to a certain degree because it's part of my job to be plugged into what's going on in all aspects of wrestling. Yeah. But I, like, I don't watch the YouTube series. Right. <laughs> I don't watch the road to double or nothing. I don't watch being the elite. And so I'm probably missing all the promos that are hyping up these matches. And so I don't give a crap about any of these matches. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, and the top matches like Jericho and Omega. I I've seen it already. Like, right. It was good when I saw it, but I don't necessarily need to see it again. And everything I see from Chris Jericho on social media nowadays just makes me cringe. So it's really, yeah. really nothing for, for me there. As you mentioned, the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros match will be great. Um, and I would like to see Cody and Dustin, but I would also like to know why they're fighting and they need to reach me with their promos to tell me why. <laughs> That's fair. And if you're right, if, and I guess... <laughs> I guess you gotta you gotta hope that they do some good video packages on the show then. If, yeah, they obviously have done the the YouTube the YouTube show, and Dustin talked about you know feeling like he was you know taken for granted by his brother, and Cody talked about wanting to finish off the Attitude Era and stuff like that. And it was all it's all decent stuff, but yeah, I'm sure that got. I you know you would hope I think that more people are going to watch than whoever watched that YouTube promo. So yeah, I hope you hopefully they can they can get through to to people with their story. But yeah, like I said, I'm sure I'm sure it'll be a good show. I guess there's some intrigue as we, we await to see who Hangman Page's new opponent is. Yes. Cause we know it's not Neville anymore. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think like actually happened? Right. So for, you know, they did a press conference, and when they announced this show, they announced announced uh, Hangman Page versus Pack and Pac, 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 Pac. Um, so, and then uh, this week it, it came out like you know Neville's uh, Pac's off the show uh, because he, he doesn't want to do a job where he has like the open the whatever gate title in Dragon, Dragon Gate. Gate. Yeah. <laughs> And so it's like, okay, 
Well, did you here? Okay, so there's there's like three, maybe at least three different possibilities as to what happened. One, okay. one, uh, they didn't ask Neville if he was okay with doing the job when they booked the match, and then they just asked him this week, "Hey, right. are you okay doing the job?" And he said no, and they said, "Well, that doesn't work for us." Two, um, actually, there's a visa issue with Pac, and they couldn't get him into into the United States to work the show. And so they didn't realize that until this week, and so they were left scrambling. Or three, they knew that there was going to be a visa issue with Pac because WrestleCon had a visa issue with Pac just last month and couldn't get him into the country. And they false advertised all along. So it's, it's got to be one of those three things, right? Yeah. Or, I mean, there, yes, there's, it's either some sort of incompetence or blatant false advertising one way or the other. Right. Because, because he's been the champion of whatever, a Dragon Gate since what, December? Yes, for a long time. And this has come up in other promotions. That's why I think he, when he wrestled uh, Osprey and when he wrestled Zack Saber Jr., they did like they did like thirty minute draws and DQs and stuff. So it's not like it's just some he suddenly decided I'm not doing jobs this week, right? Uh, it's not a Shawn Michaels where he didn't <laughs> he didn't just announce to the locker room I've decided I'm not doing any more jobs. <laughs> All right. I don't know. That's that's just weird to me. But do you uh, think they have like a big time replacement or is it going to be like Joey Ryan? I, I don't think they have a big time replacement. I mean, I don't know. Um, I don't I don't think it's Dean Ambrose. I don't think it's Joey Ryan. <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't know. Um, I guess we'll find out. But yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. I don't I don't know. I guess I guess there is a little bit of intrigue to see if they if they have any big surprise. This is. This is a $50 show on yeah. Bleacher Report uh, streaming service, which, look, and I mean, this is said a lot, I think, about uh, UFC, about pay-per-view in general, which is if you, if you drum up interest, people will pay whatever the price is. But for this first show, if you're trying to attract perhaps, uh, you know, some people that have been watching WWE and aren't super enthralled with that product and you're hoping to entice them to take a chance on you, that's a big ask. $50 is a big ask for a show where they may not know very many people or they may know Chris Jericho and Cody Rhodes, but they may not know you know, the rest of the, of the show. That's, I'll, I'll just say I'll be, I'll be very interested to, to see how this all shakes out. I'm very interested to see... Uh... Penelope Ford's ex-boyfriend, Joey Janela, and her current boyfriend, Kip Sabian, on the same show. That's just my own little... Oh. My own interest in the show. Well, that's fun. It is. Also, Glacier. Um, <laughs> William Gunn. Tugboat, hopefully. Hopefully. The uh, Cy Dillinger. Nice. Uh, the former Jordan Devlin from NXT, who was also a character on Big Brother one season. Uh, <laughs> the Luchasaurus. The Luchasaurus. Yeah. So that battle royal is going to be something. And the winner of that battle royal gets title shot against the winner of Jericho and Omega, I guess, to crown the inaugural champion probably sometime in September. Yeah, that'll be... Uh, that's interesting, because obviously Jericho has the... Okada match in between now and then. Yes. So, yes. but you would think, I don't know. I would, you would think you'd want Kenny Omega in that title match. But. Yes. You would think, you would think that Jericho's not going to want to do a job right before he wrestles for the New Japan title. And yet, supposedly, the reason that Paige could not do a job for Pac was because he needs to win because he's going against Omega next, according to Dave Meltzer. So, all right. I don't know what the hell that any of that means. I, I'm just saying, and again, it's okay. It's not rooting against them to point out that maybe not all of this is looking super strong right now. No. It's still a startup. No. It's still yes. a new company. Yep. And like, fingers crossed, a lot of, you know, 
we're both, I think, friendly on Twitter with uh, some people that work for that company, like, uh, yeah. you know, Chris Harrington. Yes. And uh, hopefully, you know, thumbs up. Hope, hope they're successful. Uh, but yeah, you're, I think we're, we've always tried to be objective about what we say. And yeah, there's, there's going to be some kinks that need ironing out. I think that's fair to say. You went to NXT Live. Uh, any notes that you need to share off the top of your head? A uh, couple things. Uh, Shayna Baszler's great. Have I mentioned that before? Yeah, you, you've, beaten, you've been beating the drum for her uh, yeah. loudly. Yeah, she's fantastic. And I watched her wrestle in the most hilarious match I've ever seen. R- watched her wrestle Casey Catanzaro, mm-hmm. who I think legally is a little person. <laughs> Jeez. I think the legal height is like 410. I don't believe she's taller than 410. <laughs> okay. Um, this is uncomfortable. Nothing wrong with that. But I was actually going to bring this up because you actually alerted me to something because I said it's comical watching her wrestle really anybody, but especially Shayna Baszler, who's like a legit, you know, shooter. Right. And a, you know, formidable looking uh, woman. And. You pointed out, well, at least she's a high flyer, right? She does stuff differently. She doesn't wrestle the same as everybody else. Right. And I think that's a really good point, and that's something that maybe uh, the main roster could learn, and maybe uh, with all these agent shakeups <laughs> we've had in the last few months. Uh, if you're going to be small, you need to be able to do stuff differently. And uh, hey, she does stuff differently. It was, a, it was actually a really fun match, and other than that, they, they shot some stuff for TV, which was uh, which was kind of cool. It was weird seeing like the floating cam shot of the my community college's uh, arena for the <laughs> for the TV for the beginning of the TV portion and stuff like that. But yeah, it was it was a fun show. They, the NXT shows are always really fun. I always recommend people go to those over. I would recommend that over any Raw or SmackDown TV taping or anything like that. It's just just a lot of good wrestlers there. All right. And I know we also wanted to get to our list of people who should quit WWE this week. Yes. Uh, number one, uh, I guess we, we do three, two, one or one, two, three. I don't remember. It, it doesn't really matter the order. I don't think it's just three people, not necessarily <laughs> in what order, but that's fair. Uh, number, number, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the first person I shall mention Finn Balor. Yeah. That poor bastard. Just, yes. Just destroyed his body in that ladder match. Yes. And his reward is going to be what? Maybe he'll get to feud with Randy Orton this year. Yeah, probably. And lose. Yes. Um, yeah, so he should quit. That's yes. that's the first on my list. What about yours? All right. I got Ember Moon. Um I think Ember Moon was the. Actually, I think Bailey's probably a more fundamentally sound worker than Ember Moon, but sure. maybe Ember Moon can do some of the flashier stuff better than Bailey can. Anyway, I think it was neck and neck between those two as to actually who was the best worker in that women's ladder match. But uh, Ember Moon got a great reaction doing an eclipse off the ladder uh, into the ring. She's really good. She's never going to p- get a real push there. She should quit. All right. Yeah. My next one, uh, Ali, who also took quite a beating. And uh, in fact, uh, during the melee of Brock Lesnar running to the ring, when Brock sort of haphazardly shoved him off the ladder, apparently he got busted open by the ladder uh, on his way down. So bad, bad night for him, bad times. And uh, yeah, he should probably quit. I'll stick with uh, the ladies, and I'll go Mickey James. Mickey James can't even get on TV. <laughs> um, She's doing some weird Twitter shtick. Yeah, she seems to be trying to get herself fired, uh, which, honestly, I don't blame her because she should quit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they they need women that know how to work and talk in AEW, and I can't imagine that they don't see the value in her, and I think she could get a nice spot there not have to go on the road four days a week. And I, I bet, and she could actually get on television. So I think Mickey, Mickey James should quit. Excellent choice. 
And uh, finally, I'm going to go with uh, with Andrade because when they needed a new top heel to wrestle the world champion, Vince McMahon chose Dolph Ziggler <laughs> and not Andrade. So Andrade should probably quit. That's solid. I actually, I I think my my third, uh, I'll say Ruby Riot, who is <laughs> had one shoulder operated on this week. Oh, I totally forgot. I got four. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ruby, Ruby Riot had one shoulder surgery this week, and I guess she needs another. Uh, they, she's great, and they don't see it because she looks funny, and they're never going to push her because they don't like the way she looks. Sure. But she's fundamentally maybe the most sound worker on the main roster. She can, she can have a match with anybody. She knows how to put a match together. She should be a coach at the Performance Center. She should not, she should not even try to be a wrestler anymore. She should just <laughs> go go coach and not have to destroy her body doing matches uh, with like you know Nia Jax on the road and stuff. So Baby she should Brooke. quit. Yes, she should she should quit, and uh, Sammy Zayn should quit. Uh, yeah. Like I know that that Sammy uh, is kind of getting this weird push thing right now, but they just he just jobbed the brawn and he's. It's he's doing like the chicken shit heel thing. It's not, it's not like a serious heel push. No, it, it's you know he's still like Kevin Owens' little buddy sidekick. It doesn't. It just it's it doesn't work. Like he has a he has a very good body for a, a normal man, but for a pro wrestler, he's a very bad body. <laughs> <laughs> and like I I just I can't imagine that Vince uh, likes him <laughs> as a person or a wrestler. He's, he might be. Uh, entertained by some of the promos that he's doing right now, given that he's doing them on every show. But I just, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, he's very talented and he's still going to get just flattened by Braun Strowman every three months, uh, as long yeah. as so, uh, Sami Zayn, Ruby Riot, Mickey James, Ember Moon, Andrade, uh, Finn Balor, and uh, Ali. Ali should quit. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Man, it's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that should quit. Yeah, yeah. Although they probably wouldn't be allowed to. No, no. Uh, Sasha Banks apparently has been trying to quit for a month and a half, <laughs> and and is just sitting at home. I mean, well, as we just talked about him a few minutes ago, that's how long was Neville sitting at home before they finally let him go? A long time. Like almost a year, right? Yeah, a long time. Just if she's prepared to do that, all right. Yes. Uh, we had a, a discussion slash argument off the air this week about whether WWE, the WWE brass, the office, as it were, sees Sasha Banks or Bailey as a bigger star. Uh-huh. I think I think they see more in Sasha Banks. You think they see more in Bailey, or they see them at the same level? Can we ask the listener what they think? Sure. So yeah, what. Tweet Liam, tweet Liam at TOBL underscore podcast. Who do you think WWE sees as a bigger star, Sasha Banks or Bailey, or do they see them at the same level? I think we were having this conversation before Bailey uh, cashed in and won the title and then beat Charlotte on a second consecutive show. So <laughs> more ask like who you thought like historically from say when they both entered NXT to now. Okay. That's, well, it, it was after she won the money in the bank because I said, I think she's getting the spot that Sasha Banks would have had if she'd stuck around. <laughs> oh. and, and you said, what makes you say that? And I said, well, because they definitely see more in Sasha than they do in Bailey. And look at what they're doing for Bailey. <laughs> and you're like, I think they keep they see them at the same level because they use them pretty much interchangeably for the last long time. And I'm like, yeah. well, they did... Ronda and Bailey on TV, and they did Ronda and Sasha on pay-per-view in a stadium, and you're like, well, it's not like they were relying on that to sell tickets to the show. I don't think they care. Uh, anyway, these are these are all the points of the arguments that it wasn't a serious argument, but back and forth that we had uh, sure. making our points. So, point yeah, counterpoint, listener, uh, please weigh in. Let us know which <laughs> which of this are relevant. <laughs> I just want to say, I wouldn't. I, I named my dog after Bailey. And it was nice to see her. I named my dog after Bailey, like, because 
I was looking for a female name and Bailey was the women's champion on Raw at the time. So it was that two, two, three years ago now. Mm, something like that, yeah. And uh and so it was nice after a couple of years, uh, to I don't know. It was cool. I I was a fan of Bailey when she was in NXT and I was a fan of Bailey uh, you know, when she first came to the main roster and it's been kind of rough and I kinda just she became one of those characters along with Sasha where it just it just felt like they're not doing anything with them and they just wrestled the riot squad every single <laughs> week for like a year. And uh regardless of the of the scenario surrounding it and Obviously, I would not have wanted it to come at the expense of your favorite wrestler, but if that is indeed what you think happened. But uh, all that being said, I I thought it was pretty cool. Like I was I was happy to see Bailey get get a win and get to be sort of presented as like a big star. Uh, we should also point out um, the there's a GoFundMe for Ashley Masaro's daughter's uh, college fund. Yes, it was started by. Uh, Lillian Garcia, Tori Wilson, Trish Stratus, Mickey James, a lot of the uh, women of WWE from the Divas era, if you will. Yeah. Um, Mick Foley gave a big contribution to that. Lillian Garcia gave a big contribution to that. There are a lot of anonymous donations as well. So, I, you know, I'm not just, I don't know everyone in wrestling who gave to it, but those are the ones that attach their name to it. Um, uh, Taryn Terrell. I mean, just, anyway, this, they set up a, they GoFundMe. Their goal was $100,000, which would, and it's go, all going into a 529 a college savings plan. So it could only be used by Ashley Massaro's daughter for either college or uh, a trade school or something like that. Uh, so it's not like, you know, she can't go spend the money on anything else. Right. Their goal is $100,000. She's 18 years old. They want to, want to pay for her education. And the GoFundMe right now is at about nineteen thousand uh, dollars out of a hundred thousand dollars. So they've they've raised quite a bit in like the first you know uh, day or so that thing's been up. So that's a horrible tragedy. Uh, yeah, Ashley, you know, apparently taking her own life. Uh, it's not about me. Not trying to make it about me. I saw her at WrestleCon a month and a half ago, and I thought she looked really good and healthy. Uh, I don't know what I expected. I knew she had issues with addiction over the years. And so like my mental picture of her was like of this broken down addict and it, she did not appear that way at all in person. Yeah. Uh, but this, that just goes to show you, you don't know what anyone's carrying around with them because uh, you know, five weeks later she was dead. Um, so anyway, if you're so led, if it's on your heart, uh, go ahead and, and kick five or 10 bucks to the, uh, to that uh her daughter's college fund wrestling people are good people and uh william garcia is way too good for this business yeah <laughs> yeah um, and just yeah as, as we're wrapping up here i just i just you know there are times in my life that uh you know things are things can be rough it gets rough for everybody and i'm, I'm not trying to say that i've ever you know that i can uh you know, I know exactly what anyone's going through because nobody, nobody ever knows exactly what you yourself are going through. That's, that's the unfortunate part of being human is you can't, you know, you can show empathy and sympathy for people, but you'll never know exactly what they're going through. And, but uh, if you are, I think I've, I've personally found that when you are feeling down, uh, giving a little bit of money to a charity or something like this, a GoFundMe, a Kickstarter that can help someone else that needs help. Sometimes that's a, uh, you know, a good bit of that can make your heart feel a little lighter. If if you're if you yourself are feeling down, look for someone else to help, and and sometimes that can help you as well. All right, well, uh, enjoy Double or Nothing, everyone, and uh, the return of Ty Dillinger to your television. And uh, oh, do we need to get into the twenty four seven title? No. Let's not. Eh, no, nah, it's fine. Let's not. It's terrible. And the fact that the third hour of Raw is uh, going to be shot a little bit differently now. Yeah, it's Sin City Raw. <laughs> cool. Like, I think they absolutely should do that, but I don't think that uh, it would be like in the top 25 things <laughs> on my list of things that I would do to try to fix Raw. Yes, that's fair. All right. All right. Till next time, I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. And we'll be back with our 200th episode next time uh, and more stories from the wrestling life. Can't wait. Bye-bye.
Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. For other podcasts like this, head to obpapparel.com. The Wrestling Life is brought to you by OBP Apparel. For Baltimore's best local sports gear, head to obpapparel.com. Whether it's baseball or football season, we've got you covered with Baltimore's best local sports gear. That's obpapparel.com. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. Be sure to go and subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search for The Wrestling Life on the iTunes store. Make sure you leave a review and tell us how we're doing. Also, be sure to follow the guys on Twitter at TWL underscore podcast for live tweets during wrestling events and other hilarity throughout the week. That's at TWL underscore podcast. Now back to the guys. Uh, so this is the this is the uh, we've been in this house less than two calendar years. Sure. Uh, but this will be the third summer that we've been in this house, and we've been here two winters, and so far. The heat has broken both winters, and the air conditioning has now broken two out of the three summers. Mm. <laughs> so, we have central air, but I, I had to run out on, uh, I think it was Monday, and buy uh, $700 worth of air conditioners. <laughs> Great. Awesome. So that... Uh, because getting anything fixed by the the landlord here is just it's it's a it's a dog and pony show. <laughs> it's like she only wants things repaired by her handymen who are un, one is just unreliable, the other is unreliable and an alcoholic and a liar. <laughs> mm. So it's a real challenge getting anything fixed around here. So Sounds like it. Yeah, so now for as long as we're here or till we move to another house and whether or not that need anyway, if several backup air conditioners now, which are currently my starting air conditioners, <laughs> hopefully they will be second string air conditioners very shortly. AC two has been promoted to AC one. That is, that is correct. Ugh, what a nightmare. <laughs> it's really not. Like life's pretty good if that's the worst thing that's going on. But like, sure, but like if you're you pay rent, right? So if you pay rent to somebody and something is broken in the house that you rent, right? It's not unreasonable to want that to be fixed quickly, right? And when the handyman shows up on uh, the day that we realized that it was broken, uh, or we realized it was broken like Friday night, and so Saturday we text the handyman guy. And he comes over, and he's like, "Yeah, it's. I think uh, the air conditioners out of Freon or whatever." Um, tell you what, uh, I'll, Monday I'll call a real HVAC place instead of this other handyman alcoholic, and we'll get it fixed. Sure. So Anna's like, "Okay, sure." And then uh, he's like, uh, "Yeah." So she's like, "Well, what if they don't get it fixed Monday?" He's like, "Well, then I'll I'll bring you uh, window units to put in on Monday." Well, I know from the last time that he brought window units over that his window units suck. And he also only has two of them. And we have three floors here. And also uh, it was going to be 87 degrees on Sunday. <laughs> right. Um, so she's like, no, no. How about you bring them over on Sunday? And then whatever, we're not in a rush if, you know, they can't fix it on Monday or whatever. And he says, Oh, sure, sure. And then he just, doesn't show up on Sunday and doesn't respond to calls or texts. <laughs> so it's like, look, he, when he was here Saturday, he knew he had no intention of coming back on Sunday with window units. Right. <laughs> but he said, okay. 
right. then he just proceeded to do what he planned to do anyway, <laughs> which was come on Monday. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've done that. I've done that in my life too. I mean, not with. I didn't promise anyone I was going to bring them an air conditioner and then that. But right, you know, I've been asked to like play in a band with somebody, and I said, "Sure, yeah, we'll jam." And then, sure, stopped returning calls and texts. You know, I stopped doing that when I was like twenty years old, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, like this is this man is in his fifties or sixties. That's fair. <laughs> like. Oh. It's also not quite the same thing to like try to avoid awkward social scenarios <laughs> and just lie about the thing you're supposed to do for your job. Right. 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 And yes, I know he's just acting at the behest of the very cheap landlord. Sure. But still, if you got no intention of coming over on Sunday, don't say, I'll bring window units on Sunday. <sighs> All right. Let me uh, bring up the topic list here. Unless you got any other bonus material stuff you want to get to. Uh, not really. <laughs> uh, oh, you know what? I was, oh, no. I was thinking about the Orioles. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, they were uh, on Scott and Jeremy's show today. They were interviewing Ken Singleton. Yes. He works for the Yes Network now. Yes. And uh, they were talking about CC Sabathia and how he was such a power pitcher in his younger years. Yes. And how he, once he started to lose his velocity, he had to learn how to like use movement in his pitches. And I assume it was Scott asked this. Uh, said, like, what can Dylan Bundy learn from that? Mm-hmm. And I was like, see, this is the type of stuff that wouldn't have even been thought to ask during like the Buck era. God bless Buck and Dan. Yes. Where's like, Dylan's throwing. <laughs> Someone's throwing 89 now. Uh, what should we do about that? Yeah, throw a little spit on that ball. <laughs> Rub some dirt on it. <laughs> it's like now we're actually asking questions and looking at film and looking to other people who maybe have. <laughs> yes. it, I don't know. Maybe it's just, it was just, it struck me that like, I feel like this question wouldn't even be asked because everyone would feel it was so much more hopeless last year. To even oh. think that a guy could improve or learn how to pitch differently. Yes, a thousand percent. Uh, I I still think uh, it's over for him. <laughs> I mean, it's not looking good. His arm is dead. I mean, I know he has like two pretty good starts in a row, but uh, <laughs> aren't too many right-handed pitchers that survive throwing 89. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> <sighs> Because that was the other thing. They were, I forget who else they were talking to today. It was like Roy Firestone or one of those guys. And yeah. it's like, yeah, well, you know, you look at the Orioles rotation, you're like, well, maybe with means now, you got like three out of your five uh, starters look like they know what they're doing with Bundy and and Kashner. And, and it was like, I, I don't feel like that about Bundy at all. <laughs> no. No. Like, yeah, he had a couple of decent starts recently, but it's like I've watched this guy for years, and it's like post the whatever the injuries were a couple of years ago. It's just like, mm, no, he. Like, it, it was not, it was all right when, yeah, when he could still hit 92. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was like, all right, you, you're still cooking a little bit there. And now it's like, well, maybe it's time you learned to throw a knuckleball. Yeah, that's. It's kind of what we're, where we are. Yeah, post like uh, August of 17 or whatever, it's it's really not been good. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> and look, if you need shoulder surgery, you know, I'd rather have the guy go get shoulder surgery and see if he can come back and throw 93, 94 again. <laughs> yes. Rather than keep running him out there throwing 80, 88 to 90. When we know we're not going to be able to use him, like he's not going to help us. Even if he was decent, Dylan Bundy, throw, right? Like you said, throwing ninety-one to ninety-three, right? We're still a terrible team. Oh and yeah, we're going to be for years. So if he's out for a year with a shoulder surgery, great. Exactly. You know? Right. And he comes back and he's good, and then you trade him in his last year arbitration or whatever. You know. Right. <sighs> that game tonight was really depressing. <laughs> it's just. 
Glaber Torres has 12 home runs this year. 10 of them are against the Orioles. <laughs> just one, it was like I read the stat. There was like there's one other player who's had four multi home run games against the Orioles, and it was like somebody for the A's in 1951 when the Orioles weren't even the Orioles yet. Right. It was like, yeah, that's. Well, it's also hilarious listening to like Gary Thorne. He's like, you just gotta walk him. He's just screaming now. <laughs> yeah, like Gary, this this has to be Gary's last year in Baltimore. Like he's got to be wanting out really badly just by <laughs> by the tone of his commentary. <laughs> yes, he's barely holding back his contempt as Joey Rickards missing cutoff man and yeah. <laughs> and all this, but he's like, you just—you got to throw up the four fingers. You got to throw him four outside. You got to do something. Stop throwing to him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like yeah. These, these these aren't even like the Yankees at full power either. This is yeah. This this is the, is... the incredibly beaten up Yankees, and they're just slacking you. Yes. Did you see Hyde's uh, post game press conference tonight? I didn't. Okay, so uh, they're I like... the one last night where he was talking about how like you kind of learn how to pitch. He was <laughs> furious last night. He's like, if you don't throw the ball over the plate, we can't win or something like that. He was really like, he was really trying to tell everybody, look, I know this has been bad, but it's yeah. not my fault. Yeah. Oh, he was he, he was really honest tonight, and he was uh, blunt and direct without being. Uh, straight up shitty to the reporter or to his players, but they're like, uh, so what's the plan? You know, is, you know, do you just walk Torres and Gary Sanchez from here on out considering they just hit home runs all the time? And he's like, well, I'll tell you what, there's a plan for pitching to these guys. And the plan doesn't involve throwing the ball down the middle of the plate. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, Glaber Torres, you know, he's got 12 home runs this year. 10 of them are against us. It's like, he's hitting 220. He's like, the rest of the league is pitching to him. Right. He's <laughs> like, there's a plan. We have a plan how to pitch to these guys. It's just not throwing the ball right down the middle. <laughs> he's like, he's like, yeah. uh, it's like, we lack depth. We lack starting pitching depth at the highest levels of this organization. So he's like, so this is what we're dealing with. <laughs> <laughs> that was, you know, he's, he's direct. He didn't try to, he didn't try to sugarcoat it. No, he's like it's just unacceptable at this level. <laughs> so what you, yeah, think, that's the line. I think he was throwing that out last night too. Like, yeah, yeah at this level, you gotta, you gotta pitch. You gotta yeah. throw. You gotta make your pitches. Yeah, I was like, that's that's again, that's pretty. That's again, as you said, he's not he's not necessarily throwing the guy under the bus, but he's kind of throwing up his hands and going to my current bosses and any future bosses I might have. Understand what it is I'm working with here. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, now pro wrestling. <sighs> God said in a land. I try to keep on keeping on. <laughs>